0: You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Starring Pete Ruggieri, Larry Maris, and Jason Lewis. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hopes are their own. So sit back and enjoy some Masonic Conversation without pretension. And now, here's your hosts, Pete, Larry, and Jason.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome back. We're not welcome back. We're back. The Masonic Lake Podcast, episode 21, 22, episode 22, 23, and 22. We are 24. at uh, Larry Maris's house once again, who's still recovering from a shoulder surgery. <clears throat> Say hi, Larry. Hello, Larry. And I'm here also with Jack Harley. Wow. And Jason Lewis. Hello. And uh, we're going to talk about this week a, a wonderful topic that Larry came up with. Larry, what's your topic again?
2: Well, I'm going to give some credit to Larry Hudson, worshipful brother, as they would say in Australia, uh, for kidding off. He, he sent last week a whole list of uh, of records of things that should be given to new members. And it's very organized, meticulous. Now, I also think uh, that it is, there are pieces for various um, lodges that do things. I think he collectively put them together. Uh, But it, it lays out like the duties of officers, what the senior warden does, where he sits, why they do what they do. Also, he lays out in big detail the different dependent, different dependent lodges, different dependent organizations within Freemasonry. He gives names, addresses, phone numbers of people to contact, tells what they're about. So a lot of detail work went into this. And for a new member, this is phenomenal. Also, the, the part of it is the Master Mason program, uh, the education program. There's a whole several pages on that alone. Well, now, that's becoming almost curriculum for new members now, and they're very much involved So now
1: that you've rambled for five minutes, um, let's answer the question. That would be uh, mentoring, Pete. Our topic is mentoring, Thank this Sarah
2: Okay, there yes. The topic tonight is mentoring <sighs>
3: For God's and sake. how
2: mentoring can build the craft.
3: And Larry's back. <laughs> As you can tell, he's, uh, he's fine now. He's feeling good. And um, well, we still sound a little funny because we're in Larry's dining room with our portable portable rig. big
1: dumb microphone instead of our uh, private sexy microphones that touch our faces oh jeez <laughs> so mentoring so Larry since you're the um well shouldn't we go
3: around around the room with yeah. uh, the week oh was? okay we for almost we schedule, yeah, almost forgot uh, we haven't done this since uh, we recorded just a few days before Christmas Christmas. so
2: and yeah. it was not extremely organized and there was a lot of drinking going on on both ends Larry so yes.
1: what have you done since our last broadcast nothing He's healing. That's good. I'm healing. You're healing.
2: I'm healing. And I'm reading the Masonic Word. No, I'm not. I'm just laying in bed and sleeping.
3: <laughs> uh, Jason? <laughs> well, tell us how the shoulder's doing before.
2: Uh, the before. shoulder's doing very well. Physical therapy's here a couple days a week, and I'm um, starting to move beyond what they can do for me here at the house. Uh, doctors are pleased. I'm um, on one schedule. Uh, hopefully by the end of the month. I will have this out, and I'll be hang- hanging my. He's arm. referring
1: to um, his sling, since yeah. you guys don't have a camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. When you say you're going
1: to have this out, yeah. it's kind of scary.
2: For you new <laughs> listeners, I had shoulder replacement surgery, and uh, it's it's uh, I got a new shoulder in there, so I'm ready to go. It's, getting, it's doing what? It's doing very well.
3: Well, you shot me a message and said you were very excited that you were about to go take a shower without assistance the other day. That's right. How did that go?
2: Went well,
3: not nearly as much fun. I'm excited, though, because your other arm apparently works fine because you keep smacking the table. <laughs> you, you, you guys can't hear it without the headphones, but it sounds like a shotgun going off.
1: Oh, Jason, what have you had going on in the past... Uh...
3: 14 days or whatever it takes. Oh, no, it's data. been a while. It's been, it's been what, oh, three, almost, weeks? Yeah, three yeah. weeks? Yeah, three weeks, yeah. Uh, the holiday, which was, you know, which was the holiday. It was fun. Christmas was good. New Year's was good. And you have little kids, so it's it's kind of a big deal. And my littlest kid's birthday is the 29th of December, so I had Christmas, birthday, birthday party, New Year's. Yeah, so it was quite oh. the quite the adventure. Masonically, due uh, seasons. Somebody in my lodge uh, put a typo in the dues cards. <clears throat> the secretary which is me <laughs> so I had to rerun the dues cards and I uh, nice. I'm in, in the process of paying my 17 uh, year old to stuff all the envelopes and, and get those all put together and uh, had to send a big message out to the craft that uh, their dues cards are going to be delayed or, or replaced um, aside from that I think that oh I went to your lodges meeting I went to Lamberton's meeting where we gave away Lodge 43 gave away the traveling gavel we spoke about taking it at the last meeting or i'm sorry at the last episode uh but we gave it away at lamberton's meeting last week so you basically but you went because there was chicken and waffles i went because i wanted to help give away the uh the gavel but then i was invited uh to dinner by scott hoover and i also had my kids that night and so i brought my kids and they had dinner with us as well Alrighty, jack you've had a bunch of stuff going on uh Yeah, we had um,
4: our open installation of officers, which I guess everybody had their open installation of officers. Um, yes. Yeah, was that did. since the last podcast? Mine mm, had oh, happened. That would have been before. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, there was that. Um, Pete, you and I went uh, the other night to a past master's night dinner. Um, not for our district, because our district doesn't do that yet. <coughs> Um, we may steal that yeah I think that's going to I just don't right. want to bring it up because yeah. then I'll be in charge of it yeah exactly uh, yeah. Yeah, no eye contact so that was kind of nice to get together with past masters from district 1 and district 5 at district 5's past masters night uh, at the moose lodge um, because the mooses are allowed to have alcoholic beverages at their meetings um, so uh, it was uh, it was a nice night it was a good time uh, colder than a well digger's ass but it was good Um So, other than that, we're just getting ready to start the new year. We've got a few changes in our lodge. Um, Everybody in the chairs has moved up one, which is good. Did you stay on as Treasurer again? I I did. Um, We have a fellow that that was willing to take it on. So, what I wanted to do is I wanted to give up Treasurer and become a steward and take care of the food and the parties. Um, But the fellow that was willing to step up to be Treasurer is spanking new. I think... I don't even know that he's been to a stated meeting yet. So, um, we decided it would be better if I carried it one more year, sort of brought him on and trained him through the year and then turned it over to him at the end of next year. So a little smoother transition that way. But in the meantime, we don't have plates or silverware in our fellowship ball. So,
1: so that's me. I think I've pretty much hidden from the uh, Masonic things as best I could, um, (laughs) After the holidays, I went out to see my family in Indiana, which was uh, pretty boring. So, if we have any listeners out anywhere near like South Bend, Goshen, Indiana, please rescue me next year around between <laughs> Christmas and New Year's, because um, like there's nothing out there. Bars are closed. It, it's it's yeah. So. I, I You can't see this, but I'm doing the hailing sign. <laughs> give me, give me some help next time I'm in Indiana. But in that part of Indiana, you can see that hailing sign
4: from like 20 miles away. Yeah, you it's flat. It. It's
3: bad. I feel like we've done some other Masonic stuff because I know that I've seen you guys more than well. You a had few the times. class. You had the the district deputies. Uh, That's right. Ruby class. Yeah. yeah. So Saturday we had the the annual, you know, new <clears throat> officer. And I think that's where a lot of this material that you're going to talk about later, Larry Hudson had posted a picture of that in the Lamberton Facebook page, yeah. but a lot of that was the district deputies as well. Uh, what else? There's Oh, Goose and Gridiron. We've had a couple Goose and Gridirons. And Pete, you and I did some—oh, we went to a funeral. That wasn't necessarily that wasn't soft, a Masonic funeral, no. Unfortunately, we had a friend of ours who, uh, who passed away way too young. And, uh,
2: mm. so we and we'll say the- that Masonically, tomorrow— here at my house, uh, we're doing a uh, uh, Lamberton Lodge uh, Education Committee meeting. Oh, nice! And Hatar is sending over pizza, a get well pizza for me. Mahar, no, Mahar, yeah.
1: You just changed his name.
2: No, it's Mahar Hatar.
1: Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> that makes I'm a, sense.
2: I'm a Navy man, last name only.
1: Okay. <laughs> so uh, I guess if that's the week that was, the couple weeks that was, yeah. So we'll take a quick break, and we're going to come back with our topic, and I'm going to shorten it for everybody. Mentoring. Red Serpent by Larry Maris. One man's obsession to avenge the death of his wife uncovers a long-hidden, ancient blueprint to perfect the world for future generations. Visit www.larrymaris.com. You can purchase this book anywhere, except CBS. Okay, welcome back, everybody. We're uh, back here at uh, Larry's dining room table. And today's topic is going to be mentoring. So, you know, before we get into things that I guess we should do and that other people are doing, how about this, Larry, since we'll go in the year of being made a Mason, um, what kind of mentoring did you have? Was there for you when you became a Mason in South Carolina?
2: The mentoring that I went through essentially was a catechism class twice a week for each degree until, well, 30 days, of course, twice a week, up until we went to our next degree. And at that point in time, prior to receiving the next degree, we went into an open lodge, and we were questioned by the body of the lodge as to the knowledge of that degree we already received. Then we went back in, got dressed, and came in and got our degrees. So that was the only mentoring I really had. That was it. Learning the craft and learning the ritual, not having to memorize it, but having to know it and be questioned by a brother on it, and that's and correct,
3: it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that catechism actually kind of takes place as a—it's scripted, right? So when you, yeah. go, when you go in and ask a question and you have— It's scripted. Okay. Yeah. So it's not just have the general idea. I mean, you have to know the answer verbatim. You have to know
2: the answer, yes. It's
3: a series yes. of questions and
4: answers, which is why we have the phrase, giving somebody the third degree.
3: Hmm. Yeah. Interesting.
2: Um, I became chaplain right after that, so I was, I was an appointed officer of the lodge right after that. So basically, any mentoring I would have had would probably be one-on-one individual by our lodge secretary, uh, Charlie Downey, who was my barber and our secretary.
1: Am I number two at 20 years? I'm at 97, I joined. Mm. Yeah, nothing. That's easy. Yeah. Um, I, there was no mentoring for me. Um, I went to my three meetings... My buddy, who was my first line signer, called me up. You know, I said, make sure you're here. Make sure you're wearing this. And then I think uh, between, before my second and third degrees, he did work with me for a half an hour in the car to learn the grips. That was, that was it for my mentoring. In the car, on your way to the meeting. Yes. Nice. Yes, yes.
4: Nice. How about you, Jack? Well, um, being a one-day wonder... Okay. There wasn't anything between. Well, there was something between the degrees, but it wasn't. It was the first year of the one-day classes in Pennsylvania in two thousand four, um, so it wasn't. Um, it wasn't real elaborate. It wasn't very complete. Um, but what our lodge was doing at the time for people that came through the traditional way was they would get together for one afternoon, for about an hour, and just review the degri- review the um, the grip dialogue um and that was most of the most of what we got so those of you from outside of pennsylvania um the we we don't have to learn really anything in pennsylvania to progress um other than the dialogue that uh, you share with the uh with the master at the altar the grip dialogue Um, but there is no oath and obligation Uh, there is no catechism it's just um just show up and listen
1: um, so it, it's very different than most of the other states. So Jason, you're you're the most recent, and you went to the you have a, like the oldest lodge in the county. Yeah. So do you guys have any uh, one any of the th- oldest in the states? Just saying. Yeah. So <laughs> did you have any? Uh,
3: <laughs> did you have any uh, mentoring when you got in? I did, and you know I don't know if my situation is different than than most of our candidates coming in now, but my good friend. Uh, who I spent a lot of time with anyways, uh, was my, was my mentor. And, you know, I've told this story a couple of times in, in our, our podcast, but at the time him and I were also doing some side work together. So we would, we would travel on the weekends. Uh, he had a side subcontracting job and he subcontracted me to help. So we would spend, so you're a sub sub. Yeah, I was a sub sub. Uh, I guess he was a contractor and I was the subcontractor. It doesn't matter, but we would spend 36 hours in the car together. Uh, and we would talk about, you know, what happened in the first degree, what happened in the second degree. And then, you know, was, I, I think that when I um, got my first degree in the car, we were we were talking about the first degree. And then I was learning the guide work for the first degree before you, I was even... Uh, first a base telecraft. with your buddy in yeah, the car? Yeah, I got you. So by the time I was raised, I, you know, I was already on the, the notices, uh, Tyler. And I, I think I guided immediately that, that next month. <laughs> Nice. But, you know, we ran out of things to talk about. We would talk about the first degree and we would – so I was learning my oath and obligation and the guide work and before I was even fellow craft because we saw each other so much. Uh, as far as, you know, formal mentoring, though, like our lodge, similar to what, you know, your guys' lodges do, Effort and Lamberton, we have a little bit more rigid class that you have to attend. And Grand Lodge sends out 20 questions a little pamphlet and we make sure that we go through those 20 questions, and then if there's any time left at the class, every teacher is a little bit different, but we kind of go through that. But we have a, an additional fellowship committee that helps plug people in, you know, get them helping out with dinners, once they become Master Masons, like getting them involved in So committees.
4: important. That's, that's, yeah. And
3: our fellowship committee kind of serves as the information desk. But, like, for you guys, you have mentor programs where your mentor program is... Combined, you know, and, and for us, we're still a little separated. We have our education committee. You have a mandatory class before you can, you can progress to your next degree. Uh, but then we also have the fellowship committee that that kind of uh, pulls these guys into the fold. And, and so, look, Larry, you
1: out. were one of the people that started this for Lamberton, weren't you? With the yeah. So, well, there were three the, of us: Dick Cannon, Jim Tully and myself. Okay, yes. so how did that come about when we started that?
2: <laughs> Actually, Ron Carson, who was the Worshipful Master at the time, asked us, uh, along with our educational committee, worked if we would do mentoring as well, because he saw a similarity there, and let's join them together, which is what we did. And at that particular time, Grand Lodge came out with that handbook. Mm-hmm. So it was perfect timing, and we would use the handbook, basically, for each of the degrees that the guys had gotten, came into, and review past worked with them and then worked with them on the grips that they were going to get into the next degree and it worked out well but Jim Tolly the historian has at least a good 30 to 45 minute presentation he gives to every mentoring meeting about the history of Freemasonry all the way back to the Knights of the Templar, to the Civil War. And he does really,
1: it all with a long he, long island Yes, accents. he does,
2: yes he does. And I'm telling you, guys are sitting there and are enthralled. So I say, Jim Tolley's probably been the primary sponsor for doing the Mentoring Committee and making it go as well as it is.
1: And how do you feel, I mean, I, I see a lot more young folks, or when I say young, more, newer members Yeah. at the meetings.
2: Brother Kenneth called the other night. Last uh, We had our last lodge meeting last Tuesday. And he called me on Thursday night, or Friday night it was. And he talked to me. We had a lengthy conversation. And uh, he told me about it. He said, you know, he feels really great. They were at the meeting and over 50, he said about 55% of all the attendees in our regular stated meeting were all new people.
1: That's amazing.
2: He looked at the officers. We have three, no, four new guys that came through within the past year and a half that are sitting in chairs. That is unbelievable. That is unbelievable. And we are getting, not that we really care or we need it, we're getting (coughs) a lot of recognition from the old timers when they see the results of what we're doing. You Jack do a lot of mentoring at your lunch. Yeah. Are they coming back? Are they?
4: Um. Yeah. Th- some of them do. I mean, it, it's it's kind of like I think every organization that everybody's been a part of. You know, you get ten new people, and one or two of them are gonna you know, really stick. And you know, w- whether my mentoring or our mentoring makes the difference, I I I'm not really willing to say, but. Um, it, it just, we don't get them connected the way we should. Um, we don't fellowship the way we should. We don't, um, we don't get together outside of Lodge the way we should. We don't treat the widows the way we should. There's so much that's missing from what we should be doing. And I think if we did more of that, the, the mentoring would, would come naturally. yeah, because you'd be with people and they, you'd be talking about them and asking questions and that kind of thing. And I, I just, um, I, I do the mentoring because I didn't get any, right? So for me, it was a vacuum. And, and I I needed to know what this was because I knew it had to be more than, I, in fact, that I left my second stated meeting and I said, I could get this at a PTA meeting. I, wh- why am I here? What is this? So I knew there had to be more to it than what I was getting out of it. And I, I started digging. And I'll I'll throw a website. Can I plug a website? It's not even mine, and I don't even care. Sure, but the, sure. One of the best Masonic websites that I have come across is freemasons-freemasonry.com. And if you haven't been on it, it comes up as Peter Stone's. Um, if you haven't been on it, this website is redonkulous. Um, you could type in in the search box... Any masonic topic, slipper, boom, twenty-seven scholarly articles on the slipper. Um, a- any any subject is in there, and that's where I went. I don't know how I found it, but I found it, and I just started digging. And um, and I that that was my mentoring class was just going through that website and just
2: the word for the night is ridiculous.
4: Thank you very much. That's a masonic term. It's actually Greek.
3: So how will you come to a knowledge of that word?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> By slipping and falling on it. <laughs> so we feel... Now, one of the things that people kept telling me as we're... And it used to always make me angry. Um, is they always say, now the first line signer, you need to be responsible uh-huh. for this person. How's that working? And um, to me, that was one thing. It gave the other two, three, five thousand 3, 5,000 people in your lodge a pass not to help. Hmm. Um, the other thing, for somebody like me, and I've probably signed up 50-plus men, maybe 100. I don't know. I mean, I have a lot of guys that have gotten into the, the Masons for, uh, because they know me. Um, you might not believe this, but I'm actually a quite popular person. <laughs> it's scary. But I know a lot of people, and I don't hide the fact that I'm a Freemason. So a lot of people who I'm not really close with, but they might be like a Facebook friend or they might be somebody I knew at work or college. Like I'm the guy they seem to come to when they say, hey, I'd like to become a Freemason. And I give them the paperwork and I kind of explain to them what's going on. But just because I'm the guy that happens to know a lot of people I don't want to have to adopt every single one of these guys because I'd have somebody in the system every month, you know? So, you know, I, for one, am very happy about this mentoring program because it's getting me off the hook a little bit.
2: Yeah, one of the things too that I think Jim Tolley does it, I don't know if other people do, he calls everybody. He's on the phone. If you're being mentored from the time we, we begin mentoring before they get their first degree, they come to a meeting. Then after they get their first, second, and before they get their third. Then after they get their third, we bring them in for another mentoring session and teaching them the Word in order how to visit and travel of other lodges. And they actually end up five sessions with us. And Jim, I bet she's on the phone with them 15, 20 times in that whole period awesome. of time. The thing with him is he likes doing it, so he does it. Right, you have to right.
1: love it. Right.
4: Which yeah, is you have yeah. to
2: really love it to do it. Well yeah. you
1: know, and I and, and as cheese ball as your breakfasts are, like, the the and <laughs> gr- gridiron thing. Oh, gr- gr- um like you know, Wait, I, what you what did you say about I mean, it? Cheese, cheese ball, ball, I think was the word. But you show up. It's redundant. Once a month once a month I show up, whether I want to or not. Uh, but like I see these younger guys. Like Ben. Ben Walker. Um, Purewaterpa.com. Yeah. <laughs> um, ben. Good. Good job. Ben was coming to these meetings, uh, these breakfasts, when he was just an entered apprentice. You know? So by the time he got to be a master mason, he was already, like, our personal friend. Mm-hmm. Like, he, you know, not just a guy I know from Lodge. I mean, once you've. Broken bread with somebody two or three times, you know. Hey, you can't help it. You're you, your friend close enough to bum money from him at right, that point. Pretty yeah. close. Yeah. So um, anyway, we're gonna take a quick break. Push uh, we're going Oh yeah. well, my goodness, Larry! We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back talk a little bit more about mentoring.
5: This is brother Doug Jake from Lancaster Lodge 43. When I'm patrolling the mean streets of Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, I'm streaming the Masonic Light podcast in my squad car. You're doing a great job, guys. Keep on putting out the awesome shows.
1: And uh, we're back. Uh, We're here uh, at the Masonic Light podcast discussing Episode episode 22. Episode 22. Discussing mentoring. So, Larry, uh, let's let's go and get into what we think some, you know, things that a good mentoring program has. And, you know, we were discussing off microphone. Um, but knowing Jason, he probably has it actually literally has it on microphone. Depends on how much you swore. Um, you know, I mean, a good mentoring program is going to make your lodge healthy and successful and grow.
2: Correct. Yeah.
1: So what are some aspects do you think are for a, a good mentoring program should have?
2: A good bottle or Ron a cup? Of no, there well, it
4: went. No,
2: no, I'm sorry. All right. Except
4: in Pennsylvania.
2: Except in Pennsylvania. I think there are basics that they, they need to have. And, and essentially what I like to do is we make every member, even all the old timers, aware of new people coming in. I think one of the things that mentoring committee does, and I think we do it at Lambert, we do it well. We bring new people in. We're there as they come to their first stated meeting. And we're introducing them around. Uh, we're having them, they they end up sitting at tables and, and breaking bread with some of the older members. And we have older members that are really a little bit more outgoing maybe than other lodges. I don't know for sure. There's always cliques. But a new guy comes in and inserts himself into that. They take them into the click. Yeah. I mean, it's not... They, a, they
4: have to feel welcome. Yeah. If, if they come I'm to a meeting to and feel like feel a stranger welcome. in a strange land, it, they're not coming back. So, yeah, the start start by making them welcome. That's... Yeah. Bye, Carol. Bye, Bye Carol. i open the garage door. Yeah, go ahead,
2: Carol. I don't know if that'll have
1: make it. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll carry we'll be, the microphone over there. <laughs> we'll sing Masonic songs while you're doing that. <laughs> So one of the topics uh, I guess we'll let Jack expound on this is. Um, Ooh, I
4: love to expound.
1: One of the things we we mentioned during br- our break was, just the different culture in different lodges, maybe not just the different culture, the right. different age makeup, the different, it, you know everything. Right dem- it, dem-
2: it, demographics.
1: Yeah, that, that's a good word. There you go.
2: <laughs>
4: sorry, the I'm sorry. Word for
1: the day. Okay. <laughs>
2: Yeah,
4: no, that's a great point. It, it, every lodge is different, by just you know, by just by nature. And and to put one mentoring program out and say, this is the silver bullet of all mentoring programs, and you your lodge must do this. It, I, I just don't think it really could can work because every lodge has different resources. They that. have different people. They have different different structure, different building. I mean, sometimes it, sometimes it matters how the building feels. Do you, is it a comfortable place, or do you want to meet somewhere else, or, you know, do you want to really explore the symbols that are on the walls in the lodge, or you know, you, at, down at the Lancaster Masonic Center, they've got a, a great um, you know set of cases full of Masonic memorabilia and stuff, and. I would think it would be fun
1: to kind of walk through that stuff. and I know. I, we have six cases for tall cedars, and we don't even meet the building. Yeah. So here's our 15 past masters, jewels. But it's, you know, but each lodge has its
4: own collection of people. It has its own history, and it has its own future. And it's important to fit the mentoring program to the lodge as well as to the candidate. But I think what Larry said earlier about making them feel welcome. So that is so important. Connected. You you Jason, you said something about the social committee gets them connected in where they're doing picnics or golf outings or whatever. And yeah. it, it's so important because you know, what is it if it's not getting to know people, you know? Our our
2: years ago the word connected didn't mean good things necessarily. But being a fraternity, connected is okay.
5: That was a different kind of connected
3: <laughs> yeah, back then. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, our our fellowship committee, they're they're prime and you know it's it's led by Ed McGrath, who is is you know he was a district manager for years and he and, and he loves any kind of leadership program and he loves PowerPoint and bullet points and <laughs> but what he does is his primary focus... TPS I mean, reports. Yeah, TPS reports. The, the mission. If, if there was a mission statement of, of our fellowship committee, it would be to make new members get their Master Builders Award. So for you non-Pennsylvania Masons, uh, Pennsylvania a couple of years ago rolled out this Master Builders Program. It has a list of almost 20 different criteria mm-hmm. that you have to fulfill... Uh, within your, your first year, and it involves traveling to other lodges, being involved in your lodge, going to a youth group event, doing some online learning, and you have to meet all these criteria, and it, and it really, really plugs you in. So Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania did a good job doing that, but our fellowship committee, you know, like Lamberton and efforta, like I said before, you guys kind of have a, a singular mentor program committee, mentoring team. We have a mandatory education class taught typically by past masters, uh, but then the fellowship committee kind of serves as the, the information desk. But, you know, I think that the real success, at least in in, in our lodge, is that, you know, it, it's it's not 1950 anymore. I mean, the communication is a lot different. It's very it's very easy to be plugged in, outside of the building. You know, we have Facebook groups. We have. Guys that get together for breakfast, and you know, I I think a lot of the information that we share, we pick up as mentorship. You don't, you don't have to be sitting right next to somebody, podcast anymore to be a. And I mean, that's more informational, but I think that that does spark conversation and and an interest in learning. But you know, it's Jack Aquilina is a great example of this. We've never met him in the flesh, and he's one of our closest friends at this point. And we would never have been able to do that years ago. I mean, the, the Masonic world is getting smaller and smaller just like your normal social world is getting smaller and smaller
1: i think it's you know when we're saying different lodges are have a different feel different demographics um each lodge is a snowflake
3: yeah yeah sort of easy just, now just like most brothers feelings <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah i mean i i give my example of um bars and churches like in, 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 <laughs> well, in the like in Lancaster. That's you in a nutshell, Pete. Right. Bars and churches. Like in Lancaster County, there's maybe 300 plus places that have liquor licenses. So in 300 places, I could pretty much go and get the same shot of whiskey or macro brew that I want. Um, but there's really only a few that I really like to go to. Even though they all have the same things. Same thing if you're a, a, a church-type person. You know, you can go, we'll just use a Christian church just because that's, I don't know, my frame of reference. But, like, you know, I could go to 20 different Catholic churches and 18 of them probably not feel warm and welcome. But somewhere I might make a connection with somebody. So, you know, that's with lodges too. You know, you got to get these guys, when they come in, even if they don't blend, even if as well as you try, you also need to kind of educate them and say, listen, move around. You know, the thing about Freemasonry, traveling, you know, like, if you go and do more things, you'll eventually find your place in Freemasonry, whether it's one of the appendant bodies, whether it's your lodge, maybe it's with another lodge. You know, I know our lodge is a definite different feel than Lodge 43 and we meet in the same building.
3: So, alright, I got a question. (laughs) So you should ask your question. I'm going to ask this question. Do that. I, I feel like the retention of these new guys when they come in and and they go through the mentoring program and they get introduced to the fellowship committee and, you know, <clears throat> almost all, of, at least in my lodge, almost all of them come through. We got the exceptions of the guys that couldn't make our Masonic education class, so their their mentor or their friend does it privately and and they sign off on them as getting their education. Uh, do you think, you know, I, I kind of feel a disconnect when I do, sometimes I teach the Masonic education mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm at a, at, a, at a point in my life where, you know, I'm about equidistance between the young guys coming in and equidistance of the older guys coming in. I kind of fall on an age between the two of them. Right, you're um, physically young, but you feel like the old guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I feel like we still get a better bang for our buck out of the young guys. Like for some reason, when we talk about esoterics, the, I, I feel like the younger guys really like that, and the older guys kind of glaze glaze. Over. I know. Absolutely. And absolutely. Yes. Yes. So, I guess my question mm-hmm. is what. You know how can we tailor our our mentoring? Yeah, I know everybody's motivated by by other, but nobody's motivated by the same thing. You know, when 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 I yeah. was a general manager, one guy was motivated by money, one guy was motivated by whatever, and so how do you how do you get them all? All right.
4: So there's an old uh, there's an old chestnut that free ma- in Freemasonry we make good men better, right? We don't make good men better. We give good men an environment in which they can make themselves better. But we don't necessarily spoon it in, right? You've got to want to improve. And if you don't want to improve, no dues card or ring or hat or pin is going to make you a better man. So of the 10 people that we'll bring into Lodge next year, there might be two that really care about making themselves better men.
1: Well, it's it's the uh uh Pareto's principle, 80-20 rule, Pareto principle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 80-20 rule. So What what what's the name of that? I Pare- know. Pareto,
3: right? Pareto, yeah. Pareto. I mean, I know about the 80-20 rule, but I never But yeah, uh, so I you know Hang on, hang on. I wish we had a video. What Listen, Captain Jack, what's going on over <laughs> <all right>? there? <laughs> Larry, if you get your fingers stuck in that <laughs> bottle, I know there's a cork in there. At, a cork, at first, you, I, you can't get it out. At,
1: at, first, I just,
3: at first, I thought he was just trying to figure okay. out <laughs> if, so if so there was any cork. more rum in there. Those, Those of, of you at home, think
4: monkeys and footballs, but insert a rum bottle instead. There you go. Oh love. Lord!
3: There's no more. <gasps> good, there's no more rum. <laughs> Suck that cork.
2: That's what I thought.
4: Oh my word.
2: Exactly what I was trying to do. So I mean,
4: you get what I'm saying. It's yeah. it's, it's just not. You're right. It's it's eighty <laughs> twenty. It might even be ninety
1: ten. But. And you had said it in our last episode too, and I really thought about it after after the show. What? Yeah. Like you know, we you used it in the uh, part of like uh, philanthropy and fundraising and doing good deeds. Mm-hmm. Like you know, we're not going to make somebody become a generous person, but I do think the Freemasons. You know, generous people come to us Mm -hmm. and join us. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're the kind of person who likes to volunteer and do do social work and do things like that, hey, you know, you might be pulled to a a Masonic Lodge or you might be pulled to other kind of organizations that do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, we're not going to take the regular guy and make them become a philanthropist. Right. But coming back to the concept of mentoring, you know, how do we...
4: Get that across to the new masons, and I think that's where a lot of us, um, you know, you talk about how many presidents, how many signers of the Declaration, and and you know, what have you done for me lately? Um, What's Freemasonry doing in the world today? You know, what are you going to take out of this lodge onto the street? Um, You know, think about the closing charge at. The st- every stated meeting you've ever been to, that you're to take these principles further. Every human being has a claim upon your kind offices, right? So these are these are the words that we teach in those meetings. And how many people actually put them inside of them?
3: You know I don't think we do a good enough job of, of standing up and before you know, a charge and say, You know, this is the charge. We've got a great mentoring program. We've got a great education program. But we never say these charges. You know, charge means this is what you have been tasked to do. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, charge might be an old English word. And, you know, it took me a a while for me to figure out, oh, like, this is what I'm supposed to do now. Hello. You know, like, okay, great. I got this degree. And now here's what I need you to do. Yeah. This is your task. The charges are great. And and how can we expect them
4: to inculcate those principles if they don't learn the words I mean and not everybody's going to go out and memorize, you know, 3 hours of monologue um, but but there's certain aspects of those charges that y- you should you should be able to discuss intelligently the charge of the second degree if you're a, if you're a mason if you're a fellow craft and you're passing to or, or being raised you should be able to discuss that charge, and may, and as I'm talking about this, this may redefine my yeah, mentoring class a little
3: bit. My wheels are turning
4: um, because that those charges that you get in those
3: degrees—that's the core of it. That's, that's just that's important as essence. your and it's just as important as your obligation, right?
1: Well, I came across um, a thread on Facebook today, and somebody posted some message they had received from some, like, anti-Masonic person. No, that never happened. And, like, oh, linking Freemasonry to Satanism or something, blah, 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 blah. And, um, you know, I don't know what, because all the states are a little bit different, and I guess our our charges are written Mm -hmm. from Pennsylvania. Um, So so you've got the third degree down the best of all of us. Um, In the charge at raising... Mm -hmm. Isn't I'm going to paraphrase, but basically, like, um, just ignore the people that are talking bad about Freemasonry. That's like, a first degree, actually. Oh, uh, don't get into You're arguments. Not to
4: engage in quarrels with those who, through ignorance, speak evilly or despitefully of it. There we go. Right.
1: Yeah. So I said. So just don't. Yeah. Just don't.
4: Let, Just ignore it. Yeah. You'll never convince somebody that what his pastor told him is wrong. <clears throat> never. In a million right. years. So don't even try. You're pushing right. a wet rope. Or give him a petition,
2: right?
4: <laughs> and I got one of those uh, the other day on Facebook. You know, the, somebody threw something out. because my my profile picture is me in the in the big Edith Ann chair at Grand at, at Grand Lodge, and uh, and and I said something, and and you know he he insulted me by calling me a mason, and I, I just had to laugh because it was like thanks because. <laughs> I know what this means and you don't. So you know, I, if you'd like to know,
3: it's easy. Ask for a petition and you know, find out. I've never had a naysayer come at me on Facebook or, or personally. But I, I get a message every now and then that's like, hey, I want to talk to you sometime about about this. I mean, I see your pictures about Lodge. I see you talk about it. You, look, you guys have such a great time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we we joke about in the first Masonic District about masonry on display, which I know has more of a meaning of parades and you know doing social work and feeding meals to you know, <clears throat> at soup kitchens. But I mean, I really think that just our normal social interactions is more powerful than we, anything.
4: We had a fellow join our lodge a couple of years ago, and he's just he's he's been stuck in a sword chair for a while, and he's just said, "Okay, I think I want to go. I think I want to progress." And he said, uh, and and his friend contacted us and said I don't know what happened to him but I want some of that
1: how do I do that so it's just it's just going out and shining the light yeah i mean i you know none of us at this table hide the fact that we're freemasons we post pictures of what we're allowed to and when we go somewhere and you know, there's a lot of things we do that are legitimately fun like i actually had a good time the other night at that past masters meeting at somewhere around about 10 minutes after the cheesecake i think i i, I like i had enough sugar crash yeah this i had enough but i just kind of like just threw the sign at the table and just slunk off to the my car and left before everybody else i think the word
3: was bounce
2: oh, yeah man.
3: were you guys tiled irish exit no no i Jesus. did an irish exit irish exit nice <laughs> So Larry's over there he needs he needs to re up his yeah pantos.
2: basically, I think what I can safely say uh, after mm-hmm. hearing this conversation, and I'm sure the brothers out there who are listening to this can safely say that mentoring is something that is fluid, it's forever changing, I think, in this day and age, getting better each year. Mm-hmm. and I think that we grow as members. As our mentoring grows and new members come in, we grow with their knowledge as well. So it's an ongoing, fluid thing. There is no set mentoring in concrete, even though we're stonemasons and we design the best in the world. It's still fluid.
1: I'm a free and accepted mason. You could be a stonemason. Yeah, I haven't laid a brick in my entire life. (laughs) Other than basketball or bathrooms.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, but oh. speaking of Past Master Night, uh, we should probably hear from our, our good friend and recent Past Master, uh, Seth Anthony, about some other fraternal uh, organization. In Obscurum Ventriclicum. <laughs> uh, I don't know, what's the, name of, what's the name of his piece? Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. <laughs> uh uh Finkel, cor, uh, cor, cor, Corpora obscurum. Corpora obscurum. And then, do we have news? Or are we going to come back with some news? I, I have I some. Have that's news. dreadful, but I'll
1: read it. Oh, yeah. okay. And then now uh, we're also going. Are we going to have brother on the street or not? That got uh, lost. we lose the tape?
3: Yeah, I don't know. We 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 have like brother lost in the woods somewhere. I don't
2: know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, we'll be right back. You're about to enter Corpora Obscura, the realm of weird fraternal organization.
2: Leave your Freemasonry behind.
0: Prepare to meet Druids, Caliphs, and wild creatures. Knock thrice and enter, enter at your own, own risk. Shh! I see you there, Masonic Light Podcast listener. Don't interrupt the Sacred Grove. On today's Obscura Corporum, we're going to talk about some Druids. The United Ancient Order of Druids was one of the earliest fraternal groups to hit the scene. Founded in 1771 in London, England, it was only two years later that the group formed a grand lodge of its own. The first lodge in the Americas was chartered in 1830 in New York, New York. However, the area that would become the greatest supporter wouldn't see a local grove until 1858, when the first grove was chartered in California. Like many fraternal organizations, the Druids resembled Freemasonry, working several side degrees and forming many different dependent organizations. More information on Druidism can be found on the site of the Marin County Historical Society. It appears that Druid groves still exist in parts of California and Nevada, with at least three groves in California. But the group was reported to have less than 6,500 members by the middle of the 20th century. The Druidic family is composed of three separate bodies, groves being the Brotherhood, circles known as the Sisterhood, and the chapters known as the Fun Branch. A member of the Brotherhood Branch can in due time join the Sisterhood, however a member of the Sisterhood cannot join the Brotherhood. Both members of the Brotherhood and Sisterhood are eligible to join the Chapter Branch. All three branches of the Druidic fraternity claim a root in antiquity, and each branch has its own moral precepts. Several pieces of Druids regalia can be found online at the Museum of Fezzology under the fraternal section. Visit fezmuseum.com to learn more.
3: And we're back after the mute button has been turned back. <laughs> uh... So off. was the uh, mute button on for like 40
1: minutes of the show? Techno- no, no, we're good. So that was Seth Anthony talking about the, uh, the ancient order of druids and some dungeons and dragons and,
4: <laughs>
3: elves, so, and elves and nymphs and right.
1: So that sounds like fun. I just don't want to see Pete Ruggieri dancing naked in the woods. I that's, I will yeah. That's- just I learn about the poison ivy. Don't roll that. <laughs> Just do not
3: roll in it. <laughs> didn't you want to? Uh, didn't you want to put a disclaimer out there? If anybody. Yeah.
1: So, um, if anybody listening can get me the hookup, I'd love to be a member in the Bohemian Grove. Um, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Doesn't we'll, really exist. It's, we'll it's... hang out by the owl. That's what you know. Only thing I want to join. <sighs> Brother should... Jack. Sir. Do we have anything in masonic news this week? Good news, everyone.
5: Masonic Light News. News not fit to print. Well, this week in Masonic News, Massachusetts Freemason brother Peter B. Wanker has filed a complaint with the civil authorities claiming emotional distress and loss of self-esteem, citing a recent lodge meeting at which he was the only member present not officially recognized by the Worshipful Master.
2: It was 11.45 and
0: everybody wanted to go home, but Golly, it just isn't fair.
5: Mr. Wanker was given an apology and a petition to join Eastern Star. In an effort to more accurately reflect the fabric of Freemasonry, the Grand Lodge of Ohio has announced it will replace the traditional square and compasses with a knife and fork. We just felt it would display some of the tools we're more familiar with, said Grand Lecturer William Smucker. In further comment, Senior Warden Otis Spunkmeyer commented, the guys really know their way around a piece of pie. I guess that makes sense. And finally, Brother Aaron Dewright, almoner of Charity Lodge Number 65, was suspended when it was determined that he didn't really know what an almoner was supposed to do. Brother Dewright allegedly used lodge funds to purchase over 700 pounds of lightly salted almonds. When the expense was discovered during an annual lodge audit, the master was heard to say, Oh, that's why we do audits. When questioned about the debacle, Brother Dewright said, Well, I just thought I was doing the right thing. And that's the Masonic news, so moat it was.
1: Hey there, listeners. This is Pete, and I wanted to tell you about MasonicScarves.com. Masonic Scarves offers full-color, knitted, soccer-style scarves, perfect for you to wear to lodge, out casually, or even to display in your home. I currently have in our lineup pretty much every Masonic body from Blue Lodge, York Rite, Scottish Rite, Grotto, Shrine. If you think about it, I probably have it. Are you a turtle? Well, you bet your sweet ass I have a scarf for that. So you can easily order online with a credit card and I'll generally have your scarf in the mail the next business day. Do you need an easy fundraiser for your lodge or organization? I can have a custom scarf design delivered to you in about 4 weeks as long as you order a minimum of 50 pieces. I can help you with the artwork and you'll have an original item that you can sell or hand out as a gift for visitors or past masters. Visit MasonicScarves.com or drop me an email at info at and I'll be glad to help you.
3: Oh uh, the Grand Almander. <laughs> oh so, I didn't mean to laugh so hard during your segment, but uh, but that it wasn't of, that funny. No, it was the guy, <laughs> I mean, like It, it was it was the name. It was the name. <laughs> And I couldn't. I couldn't. Do you, I'm want, sorry. Do you, want, it do you want to do it again? So you don't Peter Wagner.
2: <laughs> no, my I'd rather have the
3: laugh. Uh, <laughs> got to have the laugh.
2: Well, time to close the show, I believe.
3: I guess. <laughs> I,
1: yeah. Oh god. That's, uh, that's, I want to use the restroom, Larry. Go uh, ahead.
2: Okay. Wait. Yeah. No, I,
3: you know what? I did have one serious. Quite. We got on a tangent in the last segment. You know. Oh, we gotta say what we're doing first. Yeah, have. But, but before that, so Jack, we we you were talking about. You know, I asked a question of what what do you what do you think that we can do to bridge the gap in our mentoring that will reach both the young and the older guys. And we got off on a tangent we didn't answer it. Don't sigh, Larry. I I am curious to I think to Larry
4: it. has to pee though. That is the problem.
2: I need to take my pain pills. So diuretic.
1: <laughs> what what the bridge between the young and the old? That's a tough thing anyway because there are some old guys that are young at heart and are fun. Me, for example. Yes. And then there's some young guys who got have sticks up their butts.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: You know? Like, yeah. And there's a place in Freemasonry for all of them. That's right. You know? And there's probably a podcast for all of them. But... <laughs> if there's not, there will be. Right. Right. So, I don't know. I don't know. I just think mentoring needs to be something interesting to keep that camp person interested in lodge and coming back and... We're not trying to teach them. We're just trying to teach them how to learn. Kind of like. Yeah, exactly. You know, because there's a wealth of things in Freemasonry for them to hunt down and find and find their niche. And I can't teach them everything, but I can teach them how to look for it. Yeah, exactly. All right. (laughs) So how about that? Awesome. High five. We we fixed
4: Freemasonry. Woo! Woo Woohoo!
3: All right. right, So so what's next week?
1: What do we have going on over the next week or two? I think a couple of us are gonna to go to Jack's Lodge tomorrow night. State of oh. meeting, state of meeting. Uh, yep. What's for dinner? I heard there's a free meal. I don't
4: know, but uh, we have uh, we have dinner at six. So anybody listening, um, it's already over, uh, but <laughs> dinner at six <laughs> s- <laughs> for next month. Uh, yeah, next second Tuesday every month. Effort of PA. Um, yeah, so we're gonna have a state of meeting and um, it's a amateur night. So all the newbies would be in their chairs. Is it always? free is are the meals always free the meal is the meal is sponsored by the lodge we ask for a donation to the scholarship fund gotcha
1: larry are you going to do anything over the next month other to heal
2: well other than other than heal no i'll probably uh, going i'm going to grotto on the 29th
3: outstanding i
2: will be at grotto will you
3: be by yourself we will have someone's for
2: you. gonna come get it's me. only well, one exit away for you
3: now larry that's right that's right. It, oh my god you could walk but that's right
2: True yeah, I, I true,
3: true, story. It's the 22nd. That was a typo you saw. It's the 29th. 22nd. It? No, no so it's the 4th fourth, fourth fourth Saturday. 4th sun, fourth Sunday.
1: why yeah,
2: hasn't anybody <laughs> corrected yet? It has it
1: been, is, been corrected.
2: It has been? Yeah, your has, has been. been. Yeah, it you has been.
1: been. Yeah. What? It has been.
2: I don't know. That the I'll, fifth I, don't, is I don't AMD, know that I'll so. be there then on the 22nd, okay? I don't really get released from this crap until January 27th.
4: We will kidnap you and drag you to the meeting. And that's well, all there is
2: to it. Maybe I'll go, yeah.
4: So what do you I'll have? Do you have anything going on, Jack? You know? uh, mm-hmm. Well, stated meeting tomorrow. I have this month, uh, we don't have any extra meetings this month, which is rare for Effort to Lodge. Um, we have uh, Grotto, which um, I'm in some kind of chair in Grotto. I'm not even sure what, which one. And uh, yeah. AMD on Sunday, uh, the fifth Sunday.
1: Yeah. So that's kind of a cool thing. Let's see what I have going on. This uh, Friday night, I have... Are you actually
3: looking at your calendar?
1: Yeah. (laughs) This Saturday, I've got um, a day I'm spending with an organization that is not Masonic. And does not exist. And does not exist. Um, Let's see. I've got uh, Council on the 18th. um, Royal Arch on the 19th.
4: Which I will miss, by the way.
1: Tall Cedars Midwinter Conference if anybody's a Tall Cedar um, is at the Lancaster Host on the uh, 20th 21st and 22nd bring your own food I'll be there yeah don't (laughs) eat don't eat don't eat the fish um, yeah I'll be there selling scarves anyone wants (laughs) to come see me buy a scarf Um, and then somehow or other we're also doing uh, gosh we're doing a lot Grotto and AMD so yeah
4: a good, a good time will be had by all. Jason, what
3: about you? Goose and Gridiron. Well, maybe not this week, um, but Goose and Gridiron will be happening. And Lodge of Perfection, an officer in Lodge of Perfection. So when I leave here, I'm going to go to that uh, officer meeting and then uh, state of meeting for Lodge of Perfection next week. Lodge 43 has their state of meeting on Wednesday. I don't know if I'll see you tomorrow night because Tuesday night is my get all the minutes and the stuff together for the meeting. The following day, but maybe I'll come up and see you. free meal. That's, uh, you know, that speaks to my belly. And I don't know what else. Oh, and then 43 has a past masters dinner. That's the Saturday, always the Saturday after the first stated meeting of the year. Yeah, I know. Before the blue moon. But similar to what you guys just did in a different region. Except, Except the fun will be stripped away from it. Well, it's it's a good meal because we'll be eating steak. Well, prime rib. But we always have a past master's dinner that all the past masters come and basically have a private meeting with the incoming master. They over they go over the budget and the, the upcoming year. The officers get to come and, and listen to that as well. That so, sounds like a blast. Well, free meal.
5: It's not how we did it my year.
3: Yep. <laughs> Grotto, et cetera, et
1: cetera. Larry. Yes. Wrap us up and get us out of here.
2: Yeah, it's getting old.
1: I know. I'm finally like telling, oh, just go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do it.
2: All right. Special thanks to Monarch Studios, which we Where haven't been on the past two months. Uh, but I want to make I want to make sure. And you've been posting pictures. The remodeled uh, the remodeled studios downstairs are awesome. They're going to be fantastic. And don't leave before I give you a check, Mr. Pete. Okay, it's awesome. Also to our producer and co-host Jason Lewis, Jack Harley, our news director, R.C. McCover, uh, yeah, McCorby, brother on the street. Did we have anything really? Nice?
1: Um, no, we uh, we lost that in translation. Uh,
2: okay, and uh, Seth Anthony for his uh, insight into fraternities that we had no freaking idea ever existed.
4: Dark bodies.
2: Yes, yes. Uh, Also to our uh, audience response advisor, Luke Worm, our grammar consultant, I am Shirley Wright, uh, and in recognition of our new law firm who's still with us, Hammer Hammer and Boom.
3: Our new new law firm that's still with us. They're still
2: with us, yeah, they're new. We we have a habit of changing law firms (laughs) at least once a month, you know. Uh, We go wherever we can get it free for the month. Now that you know that, this is Larry Maris.
1: Jack Harley. Pete Jerry, Jason Lewis.
0: And we're out of here.
2: Thanks for listening.
0: Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.
5: There too. I just want
3: water.
2: Are there cups there?
5: With some rum.
2: R- blue cups? Hey Carol! What? Where not the not hell are yet. the cups? He's blind. Oh, right there, right there, right there. Never mind, we got him.
1: Now I know our lodge has a definite different feel than Lodge 43, and we meet in the same building.
3: So.
5: I'm distracted by my tablet computer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I had a question that's gone.
3: I lost it in the dinner.
5: Uh. Freemason brother Peter B. Wanker has filed a complaint with the civil authorities claiming emotional distress and loss of self-esteem. <laughs> citing, <laughs> citing a recent lodge meeting at which he was the only member present.